The following may contain language that is not suitable for all audiences. voice we're recording well then it's time kids shit I forgot the bells again must be the alcohol for the unresearched opinions of two culturally insignificant dudes did I get in your head no it is now New Year's Eve Eve again Except this isn't, isn't going to be a New Year's Eve, Eve episode. Yeah. It's going to be a New Year's episode. So this is the Lofag Podcast. We are rapidly getting drunk as no. we speak. Dude, it's not like you to bring alcohol. Well, it's New Year's Eve Eve. <clears throat> That's some, some strong shit. We're rocking, rocking the rice wine. Oh, man. This stuff's good, but I'm so drunk. Uh, th- there's no need to be assaulting me with a sorority girls mating call, dude. Woo! That's funny. So, as the year is ending, I hope you have some thoughts for the end of the year. Well, I was, was thinking, you know, what you have, talk about resolutions. What have we learned this year? That people are stupid. I learned that yes, that too. That the people with power are cunts. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, well, that's deep, bro. Isn't it though? So deep. I hope people aren't tuning in for deep, deep thoughts. If they are, they're going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> um, what have we learned? I've learned that I, I want more time next year. Time for what? I don't know. Something, other things, myself. I, I told you about Exercise. I told you about prayer, that. Prayer. <laughs> meditation. Sorry. No, no, it's just, uh, I was making it, I was doing an experiment. To what? Well, it seems that every time I start talking, you have another thought. <laughs> oh. And then when I don't, and then you're like, well, what do you think? I'm like, Ugh. Then you're all like Michigan J. Frog. Uh, you know, when I'm trying to talk, you're all, hello, my baby, hello, my darling, hello, my good time gal. <laughs> I don't think most people know who Michigan J. Frog is. Then YouTube it. Yeah. Well, it, it is, we do talk about it and it is the title of one of our podcasts. For the younger, for the younger folks, the younger generations, YouTube that stuff, man. Of course, with the licensing requirements, I don't know if they'll, if you'll be able but to find is there it. An, there's a couple of episodes with the frog though, right? Or is it just one? With the frog doing the singing and the production work? Yeah. Yeah, it's just one. Okay. That's like the, the one. I found an episode, but it didn't have the frog doing the, the thing. It's like the one, my, like my favorite Looney Tunes cartoon has none of the, the, the normal characters. I know which one it is. Which one is it? It's the one with the cats. The, the flying cat. The flying cats. Yeah. No, no flying cat. Flying kittens. Well, the kittens are at the end after he, you know. After There's he comes one flying cat, right? Yes. At the very beginning. It tells a story because the, the cat... The, the female cat is, is they're waiting for her, her dude to come home because he always flies south for the winter. But, you know, it was about a cat that was raised by an old eagle. And I just, I just love that episode. I, well, the little, the little flying kittens are very cute. Well, at the end they are. But, uh, 
well, that reminds me one of the things that I've that I've learned. Or I'm kind of, I don't know if I've learned this, but I'm kind of thinking about it more and more. Because throughout the year, we have been depending on the sources that you you go to for infotainment. There's a very scary stat out there. Stat. Yes. Statistic. Scary number. Okay. Something like seven or eleven million males, men, aged eighteen to fifty-four, not working, not caring. Eleven million? Yeah. What are they doing? Supposedly sitting at home in their parents' basement watching porn and playing video games. But they're not they're not working, they're not dating, they're not doing anything. And Do you think they're listening to podcasts? Possibly. But like Mike Rowe talks about it sometimes. Yeah. And um, uh, his show just came back, the Diddy Job Show. I like that show. I think it's back on now. I like that show. But I think that that's kind of uh, wanted. I don't know that that's a good thing, though. It's not a good thing, but I think it's wanted because that's 11 million of your preferred identity types doing stuff that those 11 million people aren't. Except there is the thought that there's these 11 million people that aren't being plumbers, that aren't like, you know, doing the stuff. Being productive. That makes a society run. Everyone wants to be a CEO. No one wants to be the garbage man. So these guys, but these guys aren't getting married and having kids or. I don't know that. uh, Are they going to church? I don't know that we deserve any of that shit. If we're going to act, if, if the guys are going to act that way, then I don't, you know, maybe there should have been a war and they should have been killed, mm. which is not a good thing to say. And I don't really mean it, but the point is, I think that the people with power are, are, are glad that those people aren't doing anything because that leaves space for 11 million other people that they want in there to do some stuff. But I don't know that it works like that, though. Well, it doesn't. It's not like you're like, oh, well, we'll just fill that void. But who are they filling their void with? Non-males, I suppose. I don't know. Women? Illegals? Whatever. Definitely not illegals. Well, maybe they want, right? I mean, how many illegals have come in in the last three years? Well, there's... I, the number always the number always stays the same, but I'm pretty sure there's probably close to 100 million people here that are probably illegal. Of illegal status. Really? What's the number that they always say? 10? Like 10 million. Then it never changes. It's been 10 million for the last 40 years. Well, that can't be right then. Well, they somehow know among themselves. Have you ever seen any of those YouTube videos where people say, you know, Line yourself up according to height or line yourself up according to how much you make or intelligence or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, I never get past the first couple of minutes because, you know, the, the ads come in and and my... my uh, Your rule. My, well, it's, it's turned into a rule. My rule is I'll watch until the commercial comes up. And there are some things that, that, that come on that I'm really interested in. Like there's some biography stuff coming on that seem kind of entertaining. And then <laughs> the commercial comes in. I was like, well, well it looks like I got to stop. But that was one thing. Maybe, you know, there, there is there is a lot of talk among one subset of the folks out there talking about how that's a horrible thing, and it is a horrible thing. There are 11 million people, men, males, between the ages of 18 and 54, prime working and contributing age, that are not doing anything. How is this not 
a news item though, really. I mean, it's not... I'm pretty sure you didn't find it in the mainstream news. It might come up when it's necessary. Really? You know, it's kind of like a... Kind of like the Hunter Biden laptop type deal. Kind of like the... Um, uh, the evil of the stockbrokers. You know, the, the folks on Wall Street right. type deals. And if they're so evil, like after the... Uh, after the big, why are we bailing them out then? Well, we're still bailing. Well, there's another bailout in the new omnibus uh, bill, which requires everyone to save their money. So it pretty much requires everyone to have a 401k, unless you opt out because you need to save your money. And you know, I'm sitting here going, well, yeah, saving money is a good thing, but I don't think you're the person to sit there and tell me how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we had this conversation earlier in the car uh, about the. Uh, what was it, uh, like hypocrisy? Mm-hmm. And I, it's, it's real easy to try and point that out, right? Because I remember this morning, I was listening to the National Public Radio, and the interviewer was talking about Title 42 with, uh, I guess, some attorney general, state attorney general, like Arizona. And What's Title 42 again? It's, it's that... It was something to do with like coronavirus, so that they would just stop illegal aliens from coming in and just kick them out. Too. Okay. And the interviewer was saying, "Well, that's well. There's there's already stuff in place, like Title Eight or whatever." And uh, I guess I guess the, the 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 attorney general, it was either too early or or whatever. But they just weren't. He didn't just say, "Well, how come if it's already around, they're not using it?" Mm-hmm. So. It was an interview with the attorney general? Yeah. And he didn't ask that question? No, the the interviewer was trying to talk about how stupid Title 42 is because that's something that the current administration doesn't want to have. Uh-huh. And the interviewer was saying, well, we, we have Title 8. Why do you why do you want this other thing? Uh-huh. And the 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 the, attorney, the state attorney general could have been could have said something to the effect of well, it's even if we have it, it's useless cuz cuz the administration's not using it. Okay. But they didn't say that. No. But, and that was another thing that, uh, which leads me to another thought that I had, which was, why is it that the managerial class, the folks that run the country, whether they be bureaucrats or elected officials, Mm -hmm. why, why do they think that the sheep and goats are so stupid? Probably because they're sheep and goats. You know, we we are the sheep and goats. We're not we're not putting others to task. We're just sitting here bond like idiots. But that's that's how the what you call them the managerial class. Mm-hmm. That's how the the intellectuals view people who are un, quote uneducated. Is that like if you don't have like higher education and you're not good with words, that somehow that makes you stupid? And I'm like, that's not true. I think all, I think all. I think the quote unquote. Well, the indoctrination that passes for education really makes us stupid. I mean, do you, do you want some fucking ac- academic, like, managing the fucking plant or someone that knows their shit managing the plant? Depends on who I am, doesn't it? I suppose. It's not a suppose about it. It really depends on your perspective. But this idea... Wouldn't you want your plant to be run well? Profitably? If a, you're, you're, you're kind of saying that they're mutually exclusive... <clears throat> I believe that there's a way that things can run smoothly where pretty much, if not all, a pretty good chunk of folks can be 
living life pretty well. Now, the issues come up because there are people that want to be in charge of the plant. Mm-hmm. And so that class of folks, it really doesn't matter who's in charge. They're going to be, they'll be pretty crappy. Not in the sense that they're not going to know what to do or what they're doing, but in the sense that they're just jerks. Because they don't care about people. Well, they don't, they do, but they don't. They care about profits. Again, it's, it's like the hierarchy. Everyone sits there and says and says that they care about other people. And it is true that they think they care about other people. That <laughs> they think they care? Well, no, it is true. Everybody thinks they care about others. What do you say thinks they care? Everybody thinks that they're smart. So you don't think that they really care? I don't think that they care the way that they want you to think that they care. Okay. You and I have had this, have had this discussions ad nauseum where you're talking about blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't care. And, and you, you, depending on the day and how, how unhappy you are at me, you will either jump down my throat about how much you care about others. Uh huh. Or you will acquiesce and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's not, a, it's not a binary thing. I mean, I, I, I put stuff like they're binary things, but I know they're not. Do you care about others? Sure you do. Do you care about others over yourself? I don't think anyone expects you to. But that's not what... Oh, no, 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 no. People only expect you to care about others over yourself if they will get something from you. But that's not... That's not what Jesus said. I mean, he said, turn your, you know, turn your other cheek or if, the, if your neighbor, if somebody steals your, your uh, tunic, give them your cloak, you know, all that kind of stuff. That's all well and good in an academic sense. I mean, that's all, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, right? Sure, that's all well and good, but in, in practicality, that's just not, it don't happen that way. You know, it's the same people who talk about violence doesn't doesn't solve anything. Like like uh, years ago, when the, when the former Yugoslavia was a giant civil war ethnic cleansing sideshow, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was utterly convinced that we, the United States of America, should send all kinds of military personnel to that country to stop to stop what was going on. Right. And I was a little offended by that because he was not saying, let's sign up and go. <laughs> he was saying, there we need to send people. Right. I.e., you need to go and stop this stuff. Oh, this is when, yeah, okay. And and that's that's the message of the environmentalist that really gets my goat. We need to do X. We need to do Y. Why are you not doing anything? Well, they would probably say I am doing it, but nobody else is. By saying everyone else should do something because I saw the problem. But maybe they, they say, oh, I am, but most people aren't. Well, if that, if the people that say it are thinking I am doing something... I would like to I would like to solve problems like that. Living in the lap of luxury, doing nothing against my interest, sending other people or telling me that other people need to go fight, die, sacrifice, whatever. You know, it's like it's like the the military dictatorship in in uh in the former Burma 
it's like um, the the head honchos in Venezuela. You know, some of those guys have watches that cost like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Uh, I believe it. Watches. Yeah, that's crazy. In a in a in a place where supposedly small animals have disappeared because everybody is so hungry they're killing them and eating them. Well, that's what isn't what that what he told them, the prim, the president or whatever. I don't remember. He said just just raise uh, raise rabbits. Um, you know they're sending their children off to other countries. It's just like it's just like uh, it's just like the during the Vietnam War, where the people here were talking about oh the sons of the rich are going off and that was that was uh, that was the big dig on. On uh, on George W. Bush, when he was during the campaign, George W. Bush and uh, and uh, Al Gore, right? That he uh, and he was in, in the National Guard, right? Well, funny story. I thought that was the best thing that anyone could say when George W. When they were, when they were asking about what he did, because he was in the National Guard, he learned how to fly fighter planes. Yeah, but when they were <laughs> when they were talking about that, George W. Bush was like, "Hey, look, I did what anybody would do." I said, Daddy, I want to join the National Guard. <laughs> and and when I heard that, I was I was not a supporter. I was actually a supporter of Al Gore back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, I I was I was going that that is actually refreshingly true. And I don't know why you're sitting there jumping down his throat because I saw, I was watching a Saturday Night Live. Wasn't, wasn't it the same with the the uh, the Viet Cong? Yes. Well, not the Viet Cong, but the Vietnamese government. Right. They sent their they, kids to Russia, Russia and stuff. Yeah. yeah. They sent them to the Soviet Union to learn something, but they, they, you know, they were having a good old time. Yeah. But the, the Saturday Night Live skit that I was talking about or was thinking of was they were doing a compare and contrast between Al Gore and, um, and, uh, GW, George W during the Vietnam War, where he's talking about Al Gore would, you know, enlisted in the army it was a combat, you know, uh, journalist or something. Uh-huh. Uh, like, combat journalist? Whatever, dude. And then the dig was on... He, it was he? Yeah, yeah, he joined the army and he was he was a journalist. He was he was like he was like a journalist uh, for the army's journalist corps or whatever. Did he go to any of the hotspots? Probably after. He was in the country. Right. But, you know, General Westmoreland was in the country and every weekend he flew to Australia to hang out with his family. But it wasn't, it wasn't like in, in whatever... I forget what movie it was where the journalist has to fight. Is it when we were full soldiers? Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. And when, and when we were soldiers. But Full Metal Jacket, Private Joker, yeah. was, uh, you know, That's combat, right. That's combat right. journalist. <laughs> you're not Miss Mickey Spillane. You're a killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, so so the line was, you know, Al Gore did this in Vietnam and George W. protected the city of Dallas from the Viet Cong by being in the Air National Guard. And I was like, that's a little unfair. They were yeah. both, they were both, they were both high ranking people's sons because Al Gore's a senator's son. essentially put somewhere where they would be, probably be safe. Er. Safer. <laughs> you know, that's like, that's like. Well, I think George Bush is probably a bit safer than Al Gore. Unless, in, in, you know, Maybe maybe he saved his whole Air National Guard unit because they could have just all been called up and sent. Okay. Right? We need fighter pilots. Oh, right. Send send the Texas Air Guard. Sent though, did he? I don't think he did. Hmm. But he learned how to fly. I didn't know that. Which which, you know, makes me wonder why it's so hard to be a fighter pilot. <laughs> I don't think GW is as dumb as people I, I, I think that was a big act. 
His his accent. This whole thing. The his, whole thing. His, his, well, he, he definitely he was confused. Down. He definitely was confused and stuff, but there was a... Uh, who Maybe else was... Patty had. There was another There was another commentator talking about when it was uh, George W. versus John Kerry. Right. Where, you know, John Kerry is a wealthy, well-connected... He was the, the son of an ambassador right. who went to Yale, who sounds like, who talks like a, like he's the son of an ambassador who went to Yale. You know, George W. Bush is a son of a former president who, um. Oh, and who, FBI director. Before CIA. That. I'm sorry, CIA. It was it George, George W. is a, is the son of a president, um, who went to Yale, who talks like a rancher from Midland, Texas. That's true. That's because he grew up there though, right? Right. So that's. And, and I, I fall into that, too, sometimes. Like, I, I hear the way people talk, and I, I, I immediately kind of go to some place where, like, well, maybe that person is not. But I stop myself conscientiously. I'm the kid of immigrants yeah, who may not speak English perfectly, but I, growing up, I realized that the height of stupidity was evaluating someone else's intelligence yeah based on how well they speak your language it's a fucking second language because so, you know like if you if you plot me in the middle of uh uganda or any place where i don't speak the language yeah in my early 30s and try to try to gauge at how smart or how stupid i am Based, based on whether you can speak Ugandan. Or based on how well I can speak Swahili. Oh, is that, is that what they speak in Uganda? I'm not sure, but I'm just... <laughs> I just like Swahili because they... Jumbo! I just love that word. Jumbo. What is that word? I think it's like hello. Okay. How many fucking languages are spoken in Africa? Uh, well, Arabic's spoken, right? And North Africa? Uh, Swahili. Berber. There's probably a few. I mean, French, definitely, because there's a lot. But there's got to be a bunch of different African languages, though, right? Yeah. Like, it's not one language. No. It's not like English. Uh, well, even... It's not universal language, like African dialect. No. I don't think so. Be helpful if there was. Well, maybe, maybe not. I also learned this year that a lot of the narratives that get thrown out by people are probably bullshit. Actually, I didn't learn it. It's just... Are you talking about activists now? It was... um, It's not something I learned. It's just something that's been reinforced. You know, the whole idea of how the white man ruined everything in those native lands that they went and colonized and made worse and, you know, sullied up. But weren't there plenty of... People that went white and the slave trade. Actually, the slave trade was started by people that weren't white. But it's not even just that. It's just this whole idea, right? You don't pick a place. Belgium. Uh, really? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Belgian Congo. Well, okay, so the Congo. Apparently, the when the, 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 the Germans... Um, in the when, when they when they were colonizing colonizing their parts of Africa, uh-huh. they kind of got rid of a lot of a lot of stuff, bad stuff. Well, if you consider human sacrifice bad, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's they all, they never focus on anything positive. It's like when they so when, like when they attack the Christian missionaries, 
and say, well, you know, there's that, like, there's no positives, right? There's no positive to Christianity or no positives like focused on it at all. I personally think that the reason why they do that is because there's no repercussions from it. To focusing on the... Bad-mouthing Christianity. Right. If you bad-mouth Islam, you'd liable to get bombed. Yeah. By some fundamentalist person. Yeah. If you bad-mouth well, the secular... Face. He just wrote a fucking book. If you bad-mouth the secular religions, they're liable to come after you. Like what? Huh? Like what? Any secular religion. <sighs> what was his name that they put the fat wire out on him? Oh, Simon Rushdie? Yeah. He, he just wrote a fucking book. He wrote another one? No, just that one book. Oh, the Satanic Verses? Yeah, which Did I you? never read. I tried to read it, but... What's it about? Uh, Why did they hate it's it a, so much? It's a fictionalized account, I believe... Of Muhammad? That... Not necessarily. I don't... But... To me, it's kind of like Solaris. The <laughs> Russian... The Soviet Solaris. Which I never saw. And, and this is the analogy. The slow moving movie. When I was in college... Anyone who, who fancied himself an auteur or a, an art-appreciating intellectual... Had to watch that movie? Well, would talk about that movie. Oh, God. Right? So my buddy and I decided, why not? We're at the blockbuster. We're, we're into the international films. <laughs> well, you were, you were quite, the, quite the lefty, weren't you? Dude, I was... I was totally, I was all in. I was a lefty too. I, I mean, I still have my lefty tendencies for sure. Dude, I was so all in, it's not even funny, man. <laughs> I was smoking closed cigarettes and wearing a beret. Wow. So gay. There's nothing wrong with that. So say you. Hey, dude, if, if we were gay, I think we'd be a lot more professionally successful. Yeah, that's true. Uh, what was I? Oh, okay. So my buddy and I, we decided to go all out in the... You know, Americans are just idiots and we're going to be totally continentally suave Europeans. We bought our freaking, we had our six pack or 12 pack of Guinness. Wow. That was cold. It was refrigerated. No. Oh, listen to the story. It was refrigerated and we popped in Solaris. You popped open the Guinness and it tasted like shit? It tasted like cold shit. And Solaris just made me feel like I was being punished for something. I, I, it, it felt like I was in a certain level of hell. Was it just the one movie you got? What do you mean? Did you did you get any other European movies that night, or just Solaris? Uh, we Solaris was on the was international on, movies. Solaris was on the menu, but we we had finished watching some very entertaining Japanese movies. Right. So we're like, hey, let's 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 go Russian. Let's go for let's go for the Solaris. <laughs> pop that pop that mug in. Were you out? 15 minutes later, I was hating life. And about 25 minutes later, I think we're both asleep. Wow. And we woke up in the morning. Um, the Guinness had been open and sitting there yeah. for 12 hours. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I was like, man, we got to throw that crap away. And, and my buddy was like, oh, yeah. And at the time, Guinness was a premium beer. Expensive. So beer that used to cost three bucks a six pack. Yeah. Guinness cost six. Right. No, no, five something. Yeah, that's just strong. Like, and I was I was going to chuck it. And my buddy was like, hold on. And he drank it. He, he took a swig out of his bottle. And I was, I was all, what are you, crazy? And he goes, you know what? This tastes pretty good. 
and I and I'm and I'm I'm sitting there trying to gauge at how good of a liar he is at this uh-huh. point because I I can't believe that 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 stuff that tasted like frosted ass at at you know <laughs> at at 10 p.m. Dumb cuffs. <laughs> so I take a swig. Shit, I'm as 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 uncultured as I am. I know about how to drink a Guinness. Well, that's because you live in a pseudo European. You lived in a pseudo European country. Yeah, and mind you. I'm from I'm from the south, and my buddy was from Colorado. So you discovered something new that day, then? Oh, it was it was delicious. You discovered that it, it's supposed to be fucking room temperature. It tasted like coffee and beer, and you're supposed to pour it and let it. Had this. Exquisite. I've never had a Guinness that has sat all night though. It's probably like dude, it tastes knees, man. It tasted like coffee and beer. Had this exquisite love child. Yeah, and <laughs> there's still bar- this this still barmen here that don't know how to pour a Guinness. Out, you know, it you got to you got to pour it and let it sit, and then fill it up and let it like you, it takes ages to pour it, and then you got to let it sit, okay, and just kind of let it sit for a while before you drink it. So, young folks, if you're ever into drinking the Guinness, I suggest you pour if you get a six pack or a mini keg or whatever, yeah, like little Hanukkah mini kegs, yeah, pour it, pour it slow, pour it, pour it, pour it screw until it. it's right to the top. Yeah, screw that. Pour that shit in a pitcher and let it and leave it on the counter and come back to it to the next day. That's what I say. I don't know about the next day. That's if you want to be lazy about it. If you don't want to sit here and do what Matt's saying and be all like technical about it, I say you just pour it into a pitcher. I just like the look of Guinness in a pint to when it when it's being poured. There's just nothing quite like it. It's got that warm nutty flavor. What is it with you and nuts? Whatever. No, seriously. What? What is it with you and nuts? Well, is that the end of the alcohol? It's the end of the rice wine. Oh, shit. Uh, So you got any resolutions? Because here's here's the thing about me and resolutions, because I was thinking about it, because my friend was asking me, saying, you got any resolutions? I always make them, and then I just fail. Are you too specific? Yeah, I'm like, like, yeah, very specific resolutions that I, you know, and it's the typical ones. Okay. Uh, I'm going to like, like clean up some shit around my house. I'm going to be more disciplined. I'm going to eat better. I'm going to exercise more, you know, like, I, I, those are pretty specific goals, right? I suppose. And then I always fail. Every year. So, like, I don't know whether just to not write them down and just try and do it. Or what? Well, he is. I guess my re- resolutions would be try to be awesome and socialize more. <laughs> <laughs> try to be awesome, really? Yeah, <sighs> I want to. I want to earn the title of Captain Awesome. So, awesome, in a non-ironic um, way. But can you define awesome, though? How can you define awesome? Awesome is awesome. There was this um, New Zealand boxer. I forget. I think he might have been on a game show. Oh, you know, what's the one where you choose the letters? Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, it was New Zealand Wheel of Fortune. And uh, do you know what he said? I want an O for awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) O for awesome. There is an O in there. (sighs) Yeah, but he was talking about the first letter, I believe. Yeah, but that reminds but me. But that's of, like a classic. O for awesome. That reminds me of the uh, the Jessica Alba uh, faux pas. I think it was Dave too. Don't quote me. 
where she was trying to where she was saying you need to be you need to be neutral like Sweden and everybody was giving her shit about it and uh-huh. instead of coming out and saying sorry yes I meant to say Switzerland uh-huh. but she doubled down I was like no Sweden was neutral during the second world war which they were but that's not what you meant uh, that was Jessica Alba yes what a dumbass well you know she's been a little affected yeah. so so has uh, so has the other one that I can't watch her movies ever since Black Swan oh yeah Miss Star Wars yeah fuckers are nine Natalie Portman that's her stage name, but yeah. That's not her real name? No. I always get Natalie Portman and Natalie uh, Wood mixed up, the names. Which is really strange. Or is it Woods? I think it's Woods with an S. Well, they're, I thought it was Wood. Maybe it's Natalie Wood. Well, I, I like her. I like her given name better. Which is what? Natasha. Oh, she was Natasha Wood? Mm-mm. She was Natasha something Russian. Oh. Um, wait, she's Russian? Durr! Yes. I didn't know that. What, too short for a Russian? Too Puerto Rican looking? I didn't know the Russians could look like that. Russia's a very large landmass, and it took over many, many countries. That's just a sad story, dude. Yeah. Of what happened to her? Yeah. And nobody wants to know, or nobody wants to recognize what really happened. Or nobody wants to say. It's just inconvenient. Possibly. There's a lot of inconvenient I'm not even going to say it because most people would be like eh, it's a conspiracy theory maybe I don't think it is I was uh, I was bored I heard there's real evidence <laughs> wow for someone I'm glad you're not going to say it because if you did you might be you might still be talking about it <laughs> or I might get like suicided right I don't know I don't know how powerful that person is but I was um, where was I oh yeah I went down another rabbit hole with the M-G-T-O-W. You know what the, the MGTOW is? No. Apparently it means men going their own way. Men going their own way. Yes. Really? What And what... Is that an organization? Is that like the... <laughs> well, according to the Wikipedia, it's a misogynistic white supremacist uh, group. Really? Yes. That sounds like an exaggeration. Well, it's funny, and oh, this is another thing that I kind of got reaffirmed to me this year. It's funny that... Hey, it just reminds me of NAMBLA. Oh. <laughs> the North American Man-Boy Love Association. Why is, why is that? That's from South Park. It's, but it's a real organization. No, no, it's from South Park. <laughs> no, it's, it's a real organization. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, shit. South Park was commenting on oh. the pedophiles. Wow. Yeah. Um... Oh yeah, so messed up. the the other thing that I kind of got got little uh, concreted for me, reaffirmed. Why is it that nowadays, depending on who you're talking to, now wait wait wait, tell me about fucking this organization. You started talking about them. The Nambla? No, in Mugtau. Oh, a pay, uh, well, the stuff that I I, I your brain is. Pretty fried, yes. All over. Uh, what was it? Oh yeah, I, I, I never, I, I can't sit there and watch a whole thing, which is why I can't binge watch TV either. Why not? Uh, it's just, it's like me and pot. I guess I'm allergic. I'm like Sheldon. I have to once it's started. I have to sit there and fucking watch it till the end. Dude, my sister came and visited, and there was a show that she wanted to watch that was something that I was also thinking about watching. Uh huh. She watched all nine episodes, so, and I caught. 
portions of it. Now uh, I don't have to watch it anymore, so I'm glad. But yeah, she's show I'm thinking of. No, it's a it's a Japanese show. Oh, okay. Um. Oh my god. What I whole, she spent the whole day just watching it, and I, I just I was like, Ugh. and and I'm, I'm with her on that, and I, and and I to, hate the fact that like when I'm with you. You, we'll watch a couple of episodes and then you'll be like, oh, let's just watch more next week. I'm like, I don't want to watch more next week. I can't sit down. I want, I want it to be out, like, watch it all. I want to fucking, it's like, it's like eating half a piece of chocolate cake. Half? Yeah. Oh. You're not going to eat half a piece of chocolate cake. You're, you're gonna, right. I want to eat like maybe one or two no, bites. No, you're going to eat it all. No. No, I can't be like eating a little bit of cake and putting it in the fridge. Like that cake is going to be gone. <laughs> it's the same with fucking... Binge watching shit. Oh yeah, I can't do that. Why? I I I it's just like like I can't sleep for more than six or seven hours. Weirdo. Unless I'm gravely ill. Dude, I'm pot beer, man. I can I can sleep twelve, fourteen hours easy. They only do that at one part of the year. <sighs> I'm a beer all year round. Anyway. So why were you talking about MGTOW? Well, I was bored and so I was just kinda like doing my buffet sampling of, of, of the junk that's on the interwebs. So is there stuff about these guys on the interwebs? Well, there are people that have their, their various channels. There's one guy with a Jamaican accent, and I like listening to it just because he's Jamaican. And he's a member of MGTOW? I don't know what he is, but basically his whole thing is talking about how every woman is a dude. What? Beyonce's a dude. Rihanna's a dude. Uh, every Everybody's a dude. He's on premises as a dude? Probably. I mean, if he if he's done a show about it, he's 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 going off on his on his uh, on his uh, Jamaican accent, talking this this be a man. <laughs> oh my god! So By he was. The way, I don't think things are going so well for the New Zealand Prime Minister right now. Oh uh, well, you know, I didn't vote for her, so I, think, I don't I think, care. I think inflation is just out of control. How could inflation be out of control in my home country? Oh, excuse me, I'm getting some reflux. I think it's like all the, 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 they did the they did the quantitative easing thing. That's not a good idea. And you down so they they printed a bunch of money. Um, obviously, they shut down the country because of COVID, so there was no tourism dollars coming in. Um, I think exports from the United States are massively expensive. So yeah, I guess the economy is not so hot in New Zealand right now. I'm just happy that all the stuff that I said about this stuff years ago proved to be right, even when everybody was calling me a jerk. But even what stuff. Even when people in my own family were, were telling me how evil and whatever I was, I was like, no, can't do it. Can't print more money. Right. Can't, you know, can't do this, can't do that. And I think, I think we're going to find out if Too Big to Fail actually exists. Well, they can't keep, well, they can keep on trying to do it, but I think it's a bad idea. Well, that's the whole, that's the whole reason why everybody's doing it, Right. The, the thing that one that one subset of folks are trying to, to point out, possibly to scare us. One group is like, oh, everything's fine. It'll work out. And the other group is sitting there saying, look, the U.S. petrodollar is not going to be worth anything. And then when that happens, we in America are going to be in a world of hurt. And I am, A, hopeful that my belief in fate is going to be true and... uh validated mm-hmm. and that my fate is going to be better than everybody else's. Yeah. You better hope part two is kind of important. Well, that's what everybody hopes. You know, even the people in power, they're hoping, ah, it doesn't matter. I'm going to be insulated. Maybe not. 
Louis the Sixteenth thought he was going to be insulated, and he insulated himself into a basket. Um, is it a guillotine? Yes, which is a stupid way to kill someone. I don't know. It seems pretty efficient. I don't think so. I've heard stories about how they had to do it a couple of times, and oh. you know, I mean, that, that thing's got to be pretty heavy because if you, if it doesn't go in the right place, like into space in between the vertebrae, it's got to go through some bone. Well, if it's sharp. Even then, it's got to be pretty heavy. I think the thing's got to weigh maybe a ton. Seems like a pretty bad way to go, though. Especially if you have to look at it and watch it come up. But, uh, what were they saying? Oh, yeah. So there's there's that. There's that whole idea that, you know, the, the trains are coming and it might not be good. Is the train coming? I think the train's always been coming. I mean, it's already here, really, to some extent. People keep saying that. Whenever I say the recession's coming, they're like, oh, it's already here. And I'm like, well... There's there's signs of it. It might already be here, and it, but I don't know that it's like. Well, it, and again, it you know things might be exaggerations, right? The recession might be here, but it might not be as bad as people think. I think it depends where you are. Think of yeah, and who you are, right? So like the the Great Depression of the late twenties, early thirties, pretty bad for some people, right? Well, it was pretty bad for everybody. But, you know, for people like Ford, okay, half his fortune was gone. Or Rockefeller, was it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, John D.'s son was having to, you know, he was the head of the family, so he was basically having to to uh, manage his family fortune. Right. But because of the Depression, half of it was gone. Right. Now, it wasn't like he had 250 Yeah. Or $250. Yeah. It wasn't like he had two, $2.50, $250, $20,500. He had like hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. But it got cut in half. Yeah. But still, hundreds of millions of dollars at a time when $20 would buy you more groceries that would fit on a forklift pallet. Right. So there were probably opportunities for the Rockefellers. Well, the Rockefellers definitely had to tighten their belts, but it wasn't like the people that were riding trains. Yeah. To try and find jobs, you know, like the 25% unemployment rate. The Okies. I think that's a different thing. Or was that the Dust Bowl? That was the Dust Bowl, which was during the Depression, apparently, right? right? I I think so. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Well, that's that. So, you never never said what you had gotten concreted, but I am guessing that it's because you didn't want to. You mean, like, for the year? Well, I think really what you want to do is for me to talk and you to interrupt, which I'm totally fine with, as long as what you say is funny. Well, maybe I need to come up with some ideas. Well, as long as you don't think about it, I think that it becomes better. Okay. Because you know, well, no, I won't tell the story. Like, subscribe, you know, all that stuff.